0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast and it's still named the football podcast even after recent developments. We're all here and we're talking football and we're talking lots of football. There are six games to predict this week and there were three to review from last week. There's the news, there's all of the football goings on here in this podcast Before we get started, and while I've got your attention, if I could just ask you to subscribe, while you're here, why not click the button and subscribe, it's an amazing thing to do. So, here we go, this is CookieCast, the football podcast.
1: recording in progress
0: there you go recording in progress that can only mean one thing what that thing is I'm sure Paul will be able to tell us
1: well Andrew I'll uh, I'll certainly do my best welcome along ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it is your weekly update and your weekly fill of uh, of uh, football I suppose although we don't have anyone on the podcast called Phil so that's that's interesting. Uh yes we're going to discuss everything uh, Middlesbrough Hall, northern forest maybe even a little uh, FA cup flavouring in this week's pod um uh stew there shaking his head obviously the best teams got knocked out of the FA cup in the third round so correct so that's that's where we're going to go with that one but yes welcome on to the football podcast which as we uh, as we talk it is the uh not to date of the podcast, of course, but it is the 2nd of February. So as we said on previous podcasts, we were actually going to call a press conference to name the new name of the football podcast today. And sadly, we're going to have to stick with the football podcast.
0: I think we are going to have to stick with the football podcast purely because I've had it highlighted to me. What you can shorten the Washington football team's new name to. Yep. Nobody I, thought yeah. that one through, did they? See,
2: so, so you know, like when the other teams are like, "Go pack, go," or things like that. Yeah, I, I, you can't really tell them to go commando either, can you? Like that just sounds all kind of wrong.
0: Well, there's there's the other one that's popped up, which uh, I don't think we can legally say. Um, so yes, we we will probably stick with the football podcast.
1: Very sensible. Very sensible. But it's been, it's, it's been a week, there's been some football, so shall we, shall we have a little, a little chat about what happened in the football?
0: We can do that, we certainly can, because we've got a jam-packed episode ahead of us. Mostly because there's an absolute shed load of games happening this week. I was like, ah, oh, oh, there's a cup, there's a cup, so that must mean some sort of break. Nah, no, nah. No, no. as as is often pointed to me, pointed out to me in my own home, I was wrong. So first game of the week from last week that we did some predicting on was Hull City going up against Swansea City, the Battle of the Cities. Stew Yes. So. What went on in the Battle of the Cities?
2: Well, I'm pleased to report, in fact elated to report, that Hull City's winning run continues, uh, having run out 2-0 winners at home against Swansea. Um, Eeeves for Paul. Scored after five minutes. And our cast favourite, so I'm smelling smelling some points in the distance, Mr. Keane Lewis Potter scored on 17 minutes. And then apparently nobody could be asked to do anything for the rest of the game because nothing happened. Um, It was the first win for the new manager, spoke about briefly last week. He did get installed. Um, But that's three on the bounce that they've won now, so long may that continue.
0: So, I feel that Stu may have been having a little dig there. I'm just, you know, just putting it out there because uh, apparently some of us. Didn't pick any goalscorers this week. However, some of us did put 1-0 to Hull City. So that claws it back. I, in fact, put 1-0 to Hull City. Um, but I didn't get a goal scorer, So just one point for me. Now, I know what you're thinking. Andy, you've gone, gone in a weird order there. That seems very strange. I'm just doing it differently this week. For no... Apparent reason Stu and Matt A draw ain't going to get you any of them Lovely, lovely Prediction points But putting Lewis Potter down Will So a point apiece gentlemen Come on Anybody Anybody want to cast their mind back To last week when Paul was like Oh come on stop taking the piss out of me Screw you Andy, screw you. I'm going to do it right this week. Hull City 2-0. Eves to score. So that's three points.
3: No, no he didn't.
0: So Paul got as many points as us three put together. (laughs) It's alright, it can't last. It can't last. Middlesbrough took on Coventry City. Paul, how did Middlesbrough fare against Coventry City?
1: Uh, I didn't really catch the first half, so I can't talk about that. But I believe in the second half they were under the cosh for a bit, but managed to hold out and then managed to get a a goal from Andras Sporar to sneak a 1-0 win.
0: 1-0 win indeed. Um, one of us is gonna be disappointed. And in this in this instance it is Matthew. A 1-1 one, one draw and crooks to score. Oh, who was the goal scorer? Sporar. Mm. So a one-one draw and crooks to score. I'm afraid, Matt, it is Nilqua. Um, I had Burra down to win, but not quite in the right sort of, in the right way, just a point there, I did however put Sporra down, Stew joins me very much in that camp, with Borough to win, Sporra to score, two points for you sir, and uh, then Paul put uh, Burrow 1-0 down, So two points. Didn't get the goal scorer. Didn't get the goal scorer. Now then, I'm not saying that some of us need an absolute blinder for Nottingham Forest. But we could really do with Nottingham Forest bringing those points back. So Matt, how did Nottingham Forest fare against Cardiff City?
3: Unfortunately for everybody, probably they didn't bring the points home to Nottingham in the literal kind of footballing sense, and I very much doubt they brought the points home in the uh, podcast points going uh, sense either. Um, I think it's one of I think the result has been one of them ones that's been building up for a while after the kind of peak of the derby match, but previous kind of performances to that there's been a lot of kind of talk of. Them not performing and not kind of being at the same level as what they were before. Um, I think kind of Sunday's match was the kind of culmination of that. So uh, they ended up losing two one in Cardiff, and really, when you score your only goal after ninety four minutes, it's effectively a two nil loss. Really, you've just kind of pulled one back right at the end by somehow. Uh, so Jordan Hugill. And who's a new signing for them? Uh, apparently, been as uh, been as their striker left. Um, not no, post match I think uh, Davies for them as well, and then Davis for Forrest
0: Just Yes, I had, I had I had an enjoyable time writing down the names going,
3: but
0: and I was like, oh no, there is there is a, a, a spelling difference. or a
3: half time he just
0: switched his uh, shirt and just took the opportunity off Um, you predicted correctly unfortunately not with with the scores you did predict that the Forest game did absolutely nothing for us in a points perspective everybody everybody had Forest down to win weirdly everybody apart from me had the correct score but the wrong team Uh, nobody got Any of the goal scorers, so it's big, fat, juicy bagels all round. That leaves us.
1: No one had the uh, the Rudol undo because that was Cardiff's first win since November the twenty seventh. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, not to uh, not to to hammer it home too much, there, Matt. Sorry about that, but yeah, that's uh, it's quite bad
0: I know, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna get worse, Matt, I'm afraid. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like do it like a plaster though. Uh, you you came last this week with one point. Myself and Stu tied with three points. But as I said at the start, the big middle finger came out. And with five points and winning the week, take a bow for the podcast host himself. Paul Williams dominating the week. Five points. There you go. That's last week's football predictions. Where to now?
1: Well, it's probably best to do next week's games and then we'll do the old wrap-up of what's happened this week in football because this week we had the close of the... January transfer window um, Middlesbrough themselves didn't do any business particularly, uh, but I believe that Hull signed a couple of players and I know that Nottingham Forest did so we'll have that to cover but we'll do next week's games and then we'll come back and do a wrap up of what's happened in football this week and then these lovely people can go on with their, their lives as if, as if nothing had happened We I'm might out.
2: need to we might need to drop some names in there for the predictions, because
1: like you said, Hull got some new players. Um, tell really, you what, let, uh, okay, that makes sense. And we'll, we'll do we'll do like we'll, we'll do a bit of both of them. So we'll we'll do like uh, this week in the transfer roundup or something like that because like you mm-hmm. say, that I cover us for football predictions for the next week.
2: I I really hope you've got that pen ready for these, Andy. I bet you can. There's one in particular that, as soon as he signed, I thought, "I know, man, not going to like that."
0: <laughs> Jones, so, <I'll>, yeah, Smith. <laughs> Smith I'll, has I'll, signed. I'll,
2: I'll, well, I'll see. I'll see if you can pick out which one it is. So um, Hull Hull signed uh, permanently. Um, Longman has his move. His move has been made permanent after impressing. During his lone spell from Brighton. So that's a standard one. We're all good. Um, as we've discussed. Hull played Swansea last week. And not only did they leave the points. At the MKM Stadium. They decided to drop off old Liam Walsh. So he hit the post in that game. Against us last weekend. And next weekend we will be playing for us. And there was a loan signing. Until the end of the season. Of a striker called Marcus Force. Brentford um, seemingly being challenged to get a bit of game time and and a couple of goals by his his boss down there and interestingly Brentford failed to sign KLP during the window so that could have been a disaster for podcast prediction but yeah we also signed a striker from Fenerbahce on loan until the end of the season and his name I'm about to butcher in pronunciation is Uh, liar Syed Manesh look how thrilled Andy is everyone
0: I can only presume that he's been signed but doesn't ever score any goals
2: oh no he's a striker so you know (laughs) this could be fun if he actually does start to
1: score can I make a suggestion that for the books purposes we just call him liar.
0: (laughs) I like that I like that
2: it's just it's just going down as low-knee.
0: <laughs> the man on loan. New
2: new fella, new new lad, new boy. So yeah, so that that is uh, pretty pretty much the, the round of business for Hull anyway. Yeah, I think uh, Forrest was a, a strange one because uh, they let kind
3: of touched on it before about uh, Lyle Taylor. Going out on loan And then Podcast favourite Podcast Banker For goal goal scorer Lewis Graben went And We're not quite sure What's happened But he's out for six weeks So then hence Mad scramble To After adding the striker At the start of the transfer window To add another striker um, And They bought Sam Surridge From Stoke which was a strange one, considering he uh, he was bought by Stoke in the summer, um, and apparently hasn't settled well there. Um, I mean, who am I to disparage my hometown? But who knows why someone wouldn't, wouldn't settle in Stoke particularly well? But you know, um, uh, but you know. Uh, so then, yes, yeah, so it was open to a move. It was apparently heading towards heading to Cardiff. To replace uh, Surridge To replace uh, Kiefer Moore Um, uh, But then Forrest swooped in With a 2 million permanent deal Um, And so he came up And then a player that I don't really know much about Was playing in the French Dijon uh, Jonathan Panzer Who's an England under 21 Defender Um, But I think it kind of fits in with this Recruitment policy that they have—it's gone very money ball at Forest at the moment, um, and uh, the general kind of thing is, unless it's free on free or on a short-term contract, uh, they don't sign you unless you're under 26. Um, and both these signings kind of fit into that kind of
1: model, anyway. Well, unless your name Steve Cook. I oh, know, but that short-term contract and cheap. Ah, okay. It.
3: That's the policy on the, on, on his signing. So, like, yeah. he's, he's got to be the oldest, like 30 year old, I think, in existence. He's one of them players that you're like, oh, right, yeah, I've seen him. Oh, he's just there. I've been playing for. It's when people say they're like, you kind of, like other other kind of sports. And you're like, oh, that player's 26. You're like, no, they've been around for like 10 years. And then you're like, yeah, but they started playing when they were 18. And you're like,
1: oh, that makes a little bit more sense. It's kind of like the sort of. It's almost like it's the Rooney principle in it. So like, obviously, he got his debut with Everton when he was sixty, and then obviously he retired what two years ago when he was at Derby or something like that. And he's all like, he's always been quite strange because he, he was born like the year before me, so he's only like eight months older than me. Yeah, to look at him, you'd think he's in his forties or something like that because he just looks, he just looks like he's had tough paper round we'll put it we'll put it that way but he always looked like he was like a 40 year old playing in a 20 year old's body or something like that yeah because yeah. he always looked older than he was but but yeah yeah but he, Dan, he, did he did have a tough paper round though and then he just
2: had all of his youth reinstalled didn't he so it was uh, it was fine
3: That's now gently disappearing again And kind of just, that was well worth the money um
2: Maybe it was hanging around with all those old ladies that sort of looked off on, Oh wait a minute.
3: Anyway,
1: <laughs> that's not libelous. That was, that's improved. <laughs> 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 one um, one bit of transfer news that apparently I don't I don't know I don't know the truth in it, but apparently Middlesbrough knocked back two two separate bids for Jed Spence from Tottenham. There's a bit of a strange on that one, because if they'd, have, if they'd have actually accepted the bids and then obviously he'd have signed, they'd have been in a bit of a difficult uh, position there, because they wouldn't have been able to register him to play, because obviously he's already played for this uh, for Borough and for Forest this season. So I'd imagine if they'd have actually completed the deal, it would have been a case where they'd have had to sign him and then loan him either back to Borough or keep him on loan at Forest. But I don't know the logistics of that deal. Mm.
3: Oh, it like be it's beginning to sound like a like an NFL NBA kind of deal there. he is signing for Middlesbrough uh, for Tottenham via Middle from Forest from via from Middlesbrough via Forest and then going back to Forest on loan. So. as
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, apparently um, the 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 stories I'd read were something like they'd put in a bid that was short of Middlesbrough's valuation, which apparently was in the in the realm of fifteen million pounds, which is uh, a little steep in my estimation, but it seems to be the flavour of the month at the minute, so yeah, go for it. Well considering considering Collins sat there crowing away saying that it's his
3: he's the reason that he's turned his <laughs> career around. Because he sat down and had a chat. I'm sure we sat there, Jed Spence sat there and thought, I mate, yeah. Don't worry, you'll be sat by Christmas, um, kind of, <laughs> and like you know, just this kind of like, oh yeah, because I sat down and had a chat with him and said you're going to be playing in the non-league kind of thing.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, That's why you're not in a job anymore. Ooh, but though, although potentially not for long, because he has he's come out and said that he'd, he'd he'd more than happily take on the Sunderland manager's position until the end of the season. Of course he would. Yes, Colin, I bet you would, mate. Jesus.
0: Is that all as far as transfer news is concerned?
1: I would say so, yes.
0: Then, at this point in time, before we move on to any sort of predicting, I'm going to suggest a small, small break. Teeny tiny break. Some people won't even notice it. That's how small it is. When we come back, we're going to be talking next week's games. And there is a shed load of them to go through. Oh. Hang on to your hats there, and uh, we'll be talking this week in football. So, don't go changing. We'll be right back.
1: Recording in progress.
0: And just like that, they were back. So, what are we doing now? Well, where are we? What are we doing? Who am I? <laughs> well, getting our the stuff.
1: balls out. Will we have. Six games To predict
0: (laughs) Well if there's six (laughs) games to predict We best get cracking Now then First First to worst Um, (coughs) First game Is a secret podcast derby And for anybody that can write in To the podcast And let us know why that is We'll win a prize provided by Myself That prize will be many, many pence worth of prize. Um, Manchester United. Not a team we often talk about, especially in a prediction sense. Middlesbrough, however. But they're in the same sentence this week. Manchester United are taking on Middlesbrough. I believe this is what's known as FA Cup. Goodness. (coughs) Goodness. <coughs> so, Paul, you will go last. Stew.
2: Okay. Yep. It's FA Cup, which you know we all know what the FA stands for. It's the same thing. Hull got out of their third round game. Um, so, it's going to be Manchester United. 2, Middlesbrough nil, and uh, I'm assuming that he'll be rotating the team somewhat so I've gone with people straight off the subs bench into the starting 11 of Jesse Lingard and Juan Mata
0: so you see I made that mistake I wrote down my like, goal scorers from just the team. I was like, "Yeah, there we go." And then it was like, "And I did this. I did the book days ago." And it was only like getting close to the time. I was like, "Probably not gonna play like first team football balls." So uh, I <laughs> think
3: there'll be
2: some. I just don't think it'll be like the full eleven. I think it'll be about seventy percent, and then
0: well. Uh, you can look forward to who I've selected and you can then laugh heartily at the chance of them actually seeing the pitch actually being at the game Matt
3: I've gone 2-1 to Manchester United um, and I've gone with Rashford and McTominay for Man United Um because I think Rashford is desperately trying to find some form. So I think they'll give him a run out. Um, and Nekotominay seems to be a favourite. And Sporar for Borough.
0: Uh, Interestingly enough...
3: 12 million.
0: Interestingly enough, you've nearly got my exact prediction. Ah. So, I wasn't, you know. I also went with 2-1. I also went with Sporar to score for Middlesbrough. Uh, I also went with Rashford... And um, that, that that other guy that begins with R. Paul. Paul?
1: Well, I do think he will play. Really? And I also think he will score. But I've gone for a 1-1 draw. And then Man United win on penalties.
0: So 1-1 in 90 minutes. And a...
1: Penalty win for my United. I'll,
0: I'll give you a few. Because key. I
1: believe we're at the point again where there's, there'll be no replays. Uh, uh, it might be up until a certain point, but I don't think there's replays for the fourth round. I do need to check that, though.
0: Goal scorers. Ronaldo. Love it.
1: And I think he'll get his first start, so I will again for probably the third or fourth game in a row, go for Balogun to score. We will
0: come we will come back to Ronaldo in the uh in the this week in football section. Just to tease a little bit of something there. Um Moving swiftly on to Hull City. And they take on the PNE. Preston North End. Stu, you will pick last. Um, I'm going to double back round. Paul.
1: Yeah. um, I'm still just trying to look through to see if it is all settled on the day. I'll, I'll presume it is. Um... Sorry, was this the Hull game? Mm. Uh, against Preston. Mm. Hull at home? Yep. 2-1 uh, Hull. Love it. we will go for Keane Lewis Potter to score again. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to need Stu to help me with the name of that guy that I just signed which one? Mm. Walsh no mm. Uh, <laughs> Syed Manesh. just put in and we'll just go from there
0: done and you're Preston
1: Uh, probably would help if I had a a name for that wouldn't it Um, oh there we are come on come on where have you gone oh good lord I couldn't find it there we are For Preston Uh, Ched Evans
2: sticking to a theme
1: how we Matt say nothing
0: Matt what have you got for Hull versus Preston
1: I've also gone
3: 2-1 mm. and um, I've gone with Honeyman and Lewis Potter just to stick with the old boys um and Reese
0: for Preston. I've gone 1-0 to Hull. And as I was the only person who didn't pick him last time and got burned by this, I have also gone with Lewis Potter. Stu.
2: I am in almost full agreement with you, Andy, in the sense that I have gone for Hull to win 1-0. Yes, I am feeling alright. Before you ask, and um, I will go for the man to score his forced goal for the club, and I will go
1: for force.
0: Just because you're a big Star Wars fan.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh God! Uh,
2: can you imagine if they then bring in like goal music for him, and they just like, or when he walks out onto the pitch, they'll start playing like the Imperial Deathmatch yeah. thing or whatever.
1: The, he- yes. the headlines, the
0: tweets. Yeah, yeah it, practic- it practically writes itself. Nottingham Forest.
1: I really, really hope it doesn't.
0: Oh, it does. Nottingham Forest versus Leicester City. Leicester City. Um, I had to make a goal scorer correction because obviously the 60 man a season can't score goals when he's not on the pitch. So I had to correct that to 2 0, Nottingham Forest, with a replacement of Zinkenagel, but Johnson was always there. So there you go. Stew. Uh, I, I, f- I find that the Cup
2: will throw up people who don't normally score. So I've gone for Forest 1, Leicester 2. Um, and for Forest, I have actually got Jed Spence. Because he doesn't score very many, it seems. And for Leicester, I've got All Brighton and Dakar.
0: Lovely stuff. Paul. Uh,
1: nil 1. Hmm. a nacho
0: eat your natural. oh you yeah, yeah. I love a love a slice of nachos Matt
3: <clears throat> I have gone you guys are very way optimistic um, like I have gone for 4-1 to Leicester Gores. So I've gone Surridge for Forest. I might get a run out to kind of get him, kind of get him going. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Leicester, then I've gone. I've just gone because I think I think Leicester are probably out to try and win it again. So Vardy uh, two. Yep. Kiltins.
0: Who and was that? Madison. Who was that? Sorry.
3: Thielmans, T-H-I-E-L-E-M-A-N-S And... And Madison
0: Now in previous weeks, like last week, that would have been it But no, it's a six game week The games just kept on coming I nearly ran out of pen writing all these games down We're... uh, We're back to talk about everybody's favourite football club. Derby County going up against... All City. So. I'm going first. Screw it. Uh, A nil two. And I've gone with all the men. The honey men and the long men. Or the man. The man the man Matt
3: I have gone with a one all draw just to kind of I don't want to like jinx it 6-pointer keep it keep it tight um, of course you know, whenever I predict anything with, with Derby unfortunately his name comes up because it just turns up to rinse you all the time I've gone with Lawrence to score for Derby because at this rate, he's going to be the only decent player they've got left, kind of the way they're going. Uh, and long man to score for Hull. Long
1: man. Pull. Uh, I haven't had one of these in a while, so I'm going to throw it out now. Nil-nil.
0: Goal. <laughs> Stoop.
2: I'm in agreement with Matt, scoreline-wise. I've gone 1-1. Um, I've gone KLP for Hull. And it's all boys rule, in it? So, Case Davis to score for Derby.
1: Ugh.
2: And he'll celebrate, because he's a filthy
0: bastard. <laughs> Blackburn Rovers are going up against Nottingham Forest. Ooh. Finished with you, Stew. Let's start with you. Uh, I've gone for Blackburn
2: One, Forest Two. Love it.
0: Goal scorers.
2: So purely, this is just so you can write this in the book. And the the Blackburn goal scorer, I believe, may be called something very similar to Zifuck. As in, what the... Um, yep, and so for Forest, I would have had, you know, the, the $60, $60 million man, whatever he might be now known as. So I'm going to have to change that one. So I'll go for Zinca for one. And... Why not throw Yates in there? Because I know you boys love it when Yates scores, so...
0: I was uh, I was also in the camp of Forest winning this one uh, a nil two. Uh, now this is one of those where I'd already picked all of my goal scorers, and then I had to change at last minute the previous game, not realising I already had Johnson and Zinkenagel to score in this game. So I'm just leaving it as is. Apparently they're getting a lot of uh, a lot of goals this week. Uh, Paul.
1: Very interested in this game. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies. Um, sadly, I'm going for a 1-0 Blackburn win.
0: Wow. Didn't even give him a goal in the room. preview have already also gone for the z- fuck.
1: No, I have not. I've gone oh. uh, fresh off the back of his... Uh, Gallivantations to uh, South America it's everyone's favorite Ben Brereton no known last name it's the old boy rule as well isn't it so
2: does it apply though if his name's changed since
1: hey that's a good point actually yes it doesn't it doesn't apply cuz technically no one called Brereton Diaz ever played for Forest so <laughs> Sell on clause in his contract, says he did. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you something. I wonder if, I wonder if Blackburn try and like sort of get around that by just going well. Technically, we haven't sold them one called Ben Brereton So quote, quote, air
3: tight because they knew it was a possibility at <laughs> the time.
0: Matt, I have gone for a
3: two-one Blackburn win. Really, And I've gone with the old boy rule as well I've gone with uh, Ben Brereton-Diaz To score one And then uh, Ben Brereton-Diaz To score the second one
0: I put Brereton down for the first And Diaz down for the second
3: He's going to keep his Forest shirt on this week And Davis is going to score the Forest goal
0: Wonderful stuff. We finish up the week with the QPR. Queen's Park Rangers going up against the Mighty Borough. Um, I think Middlesbrough have got this one sewn up. It's 2-0 to Middlesbrough. spora And I haven't heard his name mentioned in a little while other than when I roll it out. So I was a bit like, mm, but I've gone with Crooks until somebody tells me that he doesn't play for Middlesbrough anymore. Uh, Stew, did I by any chance steal your prediction?
2: Not, no, no, no. But uh, the name, the name did get wheeled out. But unfortunately for Paul, I have gone for QPR two, Middlesbrough one,
0: Oof.
2: Uh, and the Middlesbrough goal I have Crooks down. Lovely stuff. I think QPR will drop a willock and I think that the old boy rule will be in full force again when Uncle Albert turns up to collect his pension.
0: Fantastiche.
3: Matt? My prediction is almost identical to Stu's. It's a 2-1 QPR win with Crooks to score for Middlesbrough and willing to score for QPR and Dykes to get the uh, the other QPR
1: one Paul 2-2 two, there's
0: two. goal scorers uh,
1: Dykes seems to be on a bit of a roll at the minute so I'll go for Dykes to get one Feel like I haven't heard Charlie Austin's name for a while.
0: Steve Austin. For him.
1: Yeah. yeah, stone cold Steve. Um, for the borough, uh, we'll go for I don't think I don't think I've, I don't think I've picked Crooks to score this season, and he's got loads. Uh, so I go for Crooks, and I'll go for uh, in from the cold, Duncan Watmore to score.
0: That's it. It's done. The final stroke of the pen has gone across the page. The click has clicked, and the book has officially closed on this week's predictions. Now, little birdie told me that absolutely nothing has gone on in the football world in the last week, so I guess we're just wrapping it up there. Then, yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. Lovely. Lovely see to see right you, guys. I'll catch you later. Bye. Well,
2: there's nothing. Nothing's gone on that we.
0: I've got yeah, something to talk best, about.
1: Best, probably best to stay clear of certain things that, not haven't haven't just happened in the football world. Sadly, mm. but, uh, we won't we won't talk about that. Um, go on, Andy. What's what's your thing you'd like to bring to the table?
0: Um, I saw recently that apparently Ronaldo is backing a football game that is apparently going to challenge FIFA. He he also, it- funnily enough seems to be the main star of said oh,
2: football rah. game. Then in his eyes, then, it's the most realistic game ever made, because he is the main star in actual football, surely. Is it called Sue? <sighs>
0: uh, I'm, I'm just... I, I feel I should have probably got the information of the... <laughs> Oh man,
2: Like I, I didn't mind that celebration thing, It, I get that he's kind of like part of his thing and his, but if he's just trying to create a massive brand for himself, but when one of my six year old boys walks through the door from school and jumps and flicks his arms behind his back and shouts, sue at me, no, now it is wrong, go away, I do not want this every time he comes through the door from school, thank you very much.
3: It's, it's a particular problem at school at the moment they sco- The kids score a tap in And they all run and do it And I'm like I mean come on lads You
0: know UFL game Cristiano Ronaldo Named as game ambassador that was What
1: was he supposed to say like, Ultimate football league Or something like that
2: uh, I can... I can. Uh, is, is it a simulator of that Champions League thing that never happened when they were going to offer the Super League or whatever it was? Uh, football
1: legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
0: The fair to play game will arrive this year for basically every console under the sun. Uh, It'll be a
1: very cheap game at 75 pounds. Oh,
0: so you know, UFL, the football game looking to take on the genre dominance of FIFA, has revealed its first gameplay. Um, it'll be ready in 2022 after six years of development, and as a major statement of intent by signing on superstar Cristiano Ronaldo as its cover star. Uh, I'm still not seeing what the UFL stands for It is just everywhere as UFL Um, The problem is is when
3: it's going to be You can play as Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo But managing Everton It's going to be Frank Lompard Or You know Who's on the the other team Mr. Mossy
1: Or You know It'll be—is it going to be the equivalent of Pro Evo when you add Ryan yes. Gills and uh, Robbie Scafacci and Ponjols in goal and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Great times. Then, um, Paul, Paul, Rudy Vond Round. I, I was going
2: all the way back to international superstar soccer, so that's Paul Paul showing his youth there. Um,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm have bad. to I'm gonna have to send to the group. The other names that have apparently signed on, because I will have no chance. So one, of, one of you might want to pick up the uh, the the thing here. Uh, there you go, Paul. You you love pronouncing a good
1: ah. Uh oh, they've got a lot, there's a lot of big names there. Fair enough. So aside from Ronaldo, UFL has brought on Kevin De Bruyne. Romelu Lukaku, Roberto Firmino, and Oleksandr Zinchenko as ambassadors, while West Ham United, Sporting Club de Portugal, Shakhtar Donetsk, Russia, Mönchengladbach Gladbach, Besiktas, Monaco, Celtic, Rangers, and Hashtag #FC, the biggest of the big boys, have become partner clubs. More are set to be announced.
0: Obviously, I keep I keep sort of pointing out to to Paul that apparently. Um, ...EA and FIFA still haven't come to an agreement over the rights for the FIFA game... Um, ...and that's that's looking to be possibly in jeopardy at this point in time... ...they, they cannot agree because FIFA want a billion dollars every four years... Um, ...and conversation I had with Paul recently is that... ...EA aren't making a billion dollars off the sale of the games... If you work it on what they made off. The, I, think, I think when we were looking at it. It was like the 2020 version of FIFA. Only made 256 million. Um, I had another conversation oh with somebody. Yeah only. I had another conversation with somebody else. I was like that won't include the um, the, the loot crate things. The, uh, the FUT stuff. So I'm sure they probably do make in the region of a billion a time. But who who wants to pay a billion dollars these days? Uh, but yeah, that was that was that was my small thing that I'd seen in the last week. Uh other news
2: Um just to go back to what Paul was saying before about the FA Cup replays thing, um there is there is no replays from this point on. Um so it is just extra time, half an hour of extra time and then straight to penners
1: didn't think that was going to be the case obviously it's not directly it doesn't directly involve our any of our three teams but obviously um Hartlepool United did get through to the fourth round of the cup and they've been drawn away at Crystal Palace so fingers crossed they might be able to get through that one if they do it'll be the furthest furthest they've ever got in in the competition um never made it past the fourth round before so good luck to pools fingers crossed
2: Speaking of uh, of Hartlepool as well, it was announced that Sky Sports are going to be showing the semi-finals of the Papa John's Trophy.
1: Yep, the pizza cup, uh, as my dad has uh,
2: affectionately uh, dubbed it this uh, this week. It feels like a long time to wait though, considering that the, the game's not until the 9th of March.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if it'll be a quick turnaround, because usually they do it where... They do that, and then the final's not too long after that. So, fingers crossed again, if they can get through that, uh, they'll be at Wembley for the final against either Sutton United or Wigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if they do go there, if they do manage to get to the final, I dare say, touch wood, uh, I will be having a trip to Wembley. So, Small matter of uh, beating Rotherham first, aren't they? Yeah, just beat the team that's top of League 1 or close to the top of League 1. No biggie. To be honest, they've been doing it all season. They've already knocked out a championship club from the uh, the FA Cup this season. So what's what's one more club that's in a, in a higher division? Man, watch out, Crystal Palace.
2: Um, and then there's, there's there's the stuff that's north of the border, isn't there?
1: Mm. Yes, yeah, not not very uh, not very good. But um, Wraith Rovers have signed a striker by the name of David Goodwillie. Um, excellent name, of course. Uh, but off the back of that, uh, uh, I think it's the captain of the ladies' team has yes. um, asked to leave the club or has resigned from a position um, of uh, uh, not even allegations. It was actually proven that he, uh, he had previously it, uh, been convicted. Well, was it convicted? No, it not, not in convicted? criminal court. It He settled, settled
2: in civil court, didn't he? But it was something yeah. like £100,000, so, you know, Nothing says innocent until you've rinsed your bank account.
1: Quite like a hundred thousand pound fine. The club sponsor as well has taken their name off the shirt as well. Doesn't surprise me. It's not not great, and uh, you do you do wonder if uh, certain things go through uh, club club officials' heads when they make certain signings. But the the, the two things
2: I'd seen on it today was that. Um Nicola Sturgeon, everybody's favourite Scottish minister, has, uh, has even made a statement on it saying that they maybe need to take another look at it. But then it was the, just the brashness of the club statement that was like, we've taken this decision for footballing reasons. Really? No shit, because you didn't think about anything else that went with that, did you? So they're sure will be a good addition to the squad and he has a proven goal scoring record.
1: Yeah, sad to uh, sad to end on a on a save, on an unsavoury note, but you know, that that does appear to be uh, the case. Mm-hmm. For this week, I was going to
3: quickly edit in um, just a kind of slightly lighter note. It must be something in the in the water in the northeast because uh, apparently a Hartlepool fan that went to the playoff final in uh, in uh, Bristol uh, has been fined a thousand pounds for punching a horse. Uh, so yeah, kind of north, <laughs> keeping the northeast there, uh, kind of thing. They can't, they don't win much, but they win the horse punching stakes. So uh, <laughs> just that. You know. Oh god! Hey, Shaq, Paul Mincher, horse punch, hot horse puncher.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, if there is if there is a better way to end a podcast, I do know, I do not know what it is. Thank you, gentlemen. For taking me and these wonderful people through the sometimes murky waters of the football world. And we will see you next week for reviewing the games, all six of them, and previewing more games. There we go. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And we shall see you then. So there you go, what do you think of that? A bumper edition of the football podcast. All those games to talk about and predict. Big thank you for listening, for watching, for however you get in this podcast. However you get it, it's amazing that you do. Whilst I've got you though, can I ask you to please consider subscribing. You can also check out our website, which has got links for our social media, and it's got links for emailing us. You can get in touch with us just by clicking a button. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.